Proverbs chapter 11, verse 23. The desire of the righteous ends only in good. The expectation of the wicked in wrath. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Joined again by the great Billy Bean. And here we are pressing on, uh, you know, just two lines at a time through Proverbs 11. And uh, once again, we have one of these. Some of these are really practical, um, really mm-hmm. easy to look mm-hmm. at and apply to life. Yesterday's was kind of one of those where it's like, you know, this idea of uh, beauty versus lust versus foolishness versus whatever. Um, today, it's uh, once again, it's one of these more like orienting sort of proverbs. Yep. It's like something that's less to sit in your back pocket and more of something to sit in the back of your mind that shapes how you view people and events. Um, and that is this idea of ultimate good for the righteous and ultimate wrath for the wicked. Mm-hmm. So Billy Bean, please enlighten me. <laughs> what are your thoughts well, on yeah. this passage? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to have to to dig a little bit here and, and probably go to, um, you know, some other parts of scripture to kind of make sense of, mm. of just this idea of righteousness and what it means to be righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the verse talks about the desire of the righteous, um, ends only in good. Well, I think we have to, you know, ask the question, what is it, what does it actually mean to be righteous? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we know that kind of scripture throughout scripture, old Testament, new Testament, um, scripture kind of paints this, this picture or this sort of ontology of the spiritual man, like this binary, you're either mm-hmm. righteous or you're unrighteous. If you're unrighteous, you're dead. You're dead in your trespasses. You have a a corrupt nature. Old Testament speaks about this. New Testament speaks about this. This corrupt nature that makes mm-hmm. you dead. Yeah, and you're you're spiritually dead, and so your desires are not righteous. Mm-hmm. They're they're unrighteous. They're actually oriented towards. And we'll talk about this. I mean, I want to talk about this in a second. But your desires are pointed towards an end that isn't that isn't God. Mm. It's ultimately you know you yourself. Um, and, and then the other category, spiritually speaking, is like, you're either, you're alive, you're alive in God. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm, Psalm 53, one through three, it's quoted in Romans as well. Talks about how none are righteous, mm-hmm. like no, not one, no one understands, no one seeks God. Everyone's turned aside. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's really nobody who's spiritually righteous. No, not one. And there has to be sort of this imputed righteousness that comes from from God, it comes from the outside. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's the first question that we have to ask, you know, what does yeah. it mean to be righteous? And I think it's a state. It's, it's your, you're either righteous or you're not. Yeah. And from the beginning of God's relationship with his people, um, you know, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. That's right. Um, so I totally agree. And this idea of um, being a righteous person, even in the Old Testament, even sort of at the pinnacle of Levitical law and everything, um, it actually is this identity, this status uh, that rests upon faith in God, yep. not upon um, following laws. And, you know, we actually find all the way through the Old Testament and the New Testament, people who are doing a good job obeying the law, and yet they're completely unrighteous. Yep. Um, so I think, I think that that is a great point. And, you know, this idea of the desire of the righteous, um, and how God fulfills the desire of the righteous, um, which 
you know, reaches far outside of Proverbs 11, um, that it's really like you have to define desire and, and maybe not even to define, but like understand um, this idea of how God relates to our desires. Because, you know, I, I remember um, hearing, you know, kind of these verses. I'm, I'm scanning through uh, Psalm 34 because it has like a lot of these, uh, these sorts of lines that, um, you know, verse nine, fear the Lord, you as saints, those who fear him have no lack. Um, there's kind of all these lines that, you know, God fulfills the desire of his people, of the righteous. And I used to think that that meant like, okay, if I'm in God, if I'm righteous, um, then he'll give me what I want. Mm. Um, and really what I've sort of found is that it's more that, you know, living in the righteousness of Christ changes what you want. Exactly. Um, so what are your thoughts on that sort of theme? Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, of the old, you know, theologian, Jonathan Edwards, he, he wrote a book, Religious Affections, mm. and he talks about how, um, you know, it kind of talks about this, this, this spiritual binary that I, that I mentioned earlier. If you're, if you're dead in Christ and you're corrupt in nature, then your desires are going to follow suit. You're mm-hmm. going to want, you're going to want things that, you know, spiritually dead people want. And mm-hmm. so will you say, okay, well, how about my atheist neighbor? They do good things. They desire good things. Well, yes. I mean, I think generally people do good things and they desire to do good things, but what is the ultimate goal? Typically the ultimate goal of an unrighteous person who does a good thing is, is to benefit himself in some way. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I feel better about what I did mm-hmm. or it made me feel good to volunteer um, at this, you know, orphanage. And listen, I want to, I want to say that's great. I think people do good things, but mm-hmm. ultimately the end goal is, is going to be the self It's going to be self. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've been transformed and your nature is no longer corrupt and you've been redeemed and regenerated by the spirit, your desires have now been transformed and you're actually going to have affections for the things of God. They're going to be God. They're going to be God word desires. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's really helpful. Like our affections change based on our, our state, either mm-hmm. we're in God or we're, we're not, we're either yeah. righteous or we're unrighteous. And yeah. so our affections will be determined by that. Absolutely. And, you know, I just love where it ends. It's a, it's this idea. I think righteousness, you know, we've talked about this a, a decent amount recently, but um, it's far more than this stuffy sort of moralistic perfection. Um, but it's that holistic idea of like everything being as it should be. Everything. Mm-hmm. It, so a righteous person is, um, you know, everything within them, their actions, their thoughts, their, their meditations of their heart are as they should be. None are out of place. And, uh, the more deeply we understand righteousness, the more deeply we understand Jesus. And, uh, the more we can look forward to this land of righteousness that we're headed towards, um, that 20, uh, Proverbs 20, 11, 23 is pointing us towards, uh, this, this good ending, mm-hmm. this happy ending, this righteous ending, um, in which we'll enter into this life uh, where all things are right and made new. So. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Yeah. And I can't wait to spend another day with you tomorrow. Let's go. On our daily rhythm. So for the great Billy Bean, BBAP, this is Will Carlisle. And we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.